and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, the Utah Jazz, taking on the Pelicans tonight here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at 7. Uh, pre-game begins at 6. And let's talk about the Jazz. Uh, get out of the zone phone, of course, uh, longtime Jazz assistant coach. He's our good friend, Coach Chiesa. What's up, Coach? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you. Oh, yes, the red bone. That's how we know Coach Chiesa's in the house. <laughs> What a fun song. Oh, and Jake, you're, Jake, you're fun also. Oh, thanks, Coach. I appreciate that. This was my theme song back when I produced Coach's show. Yes, it was. Yes, and it we're was. lucky guy to have you. <laughs> well, Coach, let's let's talk about what's going on with Jazz right now. Five in a row. Uh, big win over Denver. Um, what's, what's clicking with this team right now? Well, they're playing as a unit, and they're really doing a great job as far as uh, making making threes. The Jazz have moved the ball well throughout the whole season, but in their most recent five-game winning streak, it's how they're getting them. It's it's off-ball movement, and they are really knocking them down. They made the fourth most threes in the NBA, averaging 16.2 made per game. And I know they got beaten up on the boards against Denver, but in the big picture, the Jazz are first in the NBA in rebounding. So just think about Rudy going to the boards, Derek Favors, Royce O'Neal, and the rest of the gang, they're, they're rebounding by committee, and that's been a huge thing for them. And, Jake, the last thing about the winning streak is that the Jazz are first in the NBA of field goal percentage defense, and that's an unbelievable metric to have. So they're able to get that stick hand up on defense and challenge shots. And that was, that was the uh, most important thing against Denver on Sunday when the Jazz in the second half in that fourth quarter, they deed up seriously on the, on the Nuggets. So, Gordy, that being said, when you watch the team when it shoots 38% or 42% and the ball's just not dropping, is that a function of uh, a lack of ball movement, a lack of preparation for the correct shot, or is it just a matter of some nights the Jazz don't have it? No, what happens, Gordon, is that most times it's the pre-shot values. Just generally speaking, the Jazz are absolutely right on point. When they move the ball and there's player movement and that's hopping on perimeter, inside-outside or outside-inside, usually speaking, you shoot better, and that's the Jazz. So when Donovan has that ball on that high pick and roll and he penetrates, kicks to the corner, and the defense chases with, say, Royce off the three-point line and they swing, swing, swing pass, most times the Jazz make that open jump shot. So it's all predicated on... Pre-shot values, cutting, ball movement, spacing. That's why teams usually shoot well against good defenses. Lesser, lesser teams will shoot erratic because the ball sticks in one person's hand. Coach, I like asking you about Mike Conley because you know him and you know his game so well and have for a long, long time. What has been the difference between his connection with Rudy Gobert on the pick and roll? Why is it so good this year and maybe what wasn't there last year? 
needs more patience. So Mike Conley in that pick and roll makes that dance dribble coming off it, and he freezes the big in the coverage. And then whether the, the big steps out in, as far as trying to hold up Michael and then uh, Rudy rim runs to the basket at seven foot tall, he's a hard guy to take airborne. So it's, it's the perfect time. And Mike Conley, he feels much more comfortable. And also, by him being a threat to make jump shots over the top has helped Rudy as far as rim rolling. If you're one-dimensional, the defense then uh, stays body on body and the, because the uh, Michael's not making that jump shot. This year he's shooting 45% overall and 42-2 from threes, but many of them are on the pick and roll. How would you evaluate how Donovan Mitchell is playing, Gordy? Because his his shooting percentages aren't all that efficient, and yet the Jazz are on a five-game win streak. What, what, what's going on there? What you're going on there, Gordon, is that he plays a clutch player. And that you saw that against the Nuggets, when they need that basket with, with a minute left, and that gave me that, uh, that fadeaway jump shot against good defense. And that's, that's what he is. He's a primetime player as far as uh, sometimes he might not shoot straight, but his heart's always in the right place, and he has a, he has a tenacity to make plays. And that's what he does very well. And that's why the Jazz in that five-year winning streak. But I asked this question, uh, Jake and Gordon, the last a day or so from a lot of people around the country. What is the biggest thing the Jazz have done this year? It's Jordan Clarkson. He's played absolutely better. As a matter of fact, Jordan Clarkson is tied with Amazon, Netflix, and Peletron for positive usage and making rainbow jumpers this year. But those three companies, as far as him, as far as what he does for his team, do you realize that uh, Jordan Clarkson is um, first in the NBA in bench scoring? He's the highest scorer in the NBA off the bench. Coach Chiesa is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Pelicans in town tonight, Coach. Uh, in fact, they're uh, going to do two games while they're here in town. Uh, and Zion Williamson, of course, is a unique player. Uh, he he kind of captures the imagination or certainly did in college. Where are you on him and his potential? Unlimited. Absolutely. This guy's only 20 years young. He's a, he plays like the Metro Group B, Jake and Gordon. He plays like uh, Larry Johnson, formerly of the Hornets, and somewhat Charles Barkley, somewhat like Sean Kemp, and somewhat like Carl Malone. So he has this unbelievable power game with a soft touch. And tonight's game, when all the Jazz fans watch his spin, watch his spin away jump shot on the baseline, makes that quick spin dribble and dunks on someone's noggin. And he's a he's an unbelievable player, Jake. Right now, he's 11th in the NBA as far as a field goal percentage, and he's the 23rd leading uh, scorer. He's only 20 years young, so he's a major talent franchise player for them. Now, for the Jazz point of view, it was interesting. I'm looking forward to it. How did Jazz guard him tonight, Gordon? Did he go with with Royce O'Neal, who will be overwhelmed as far as physically, but he has really good technique, or they go Boyan Bondanovich, who's more physical, but takes away from his offense, or did the Jazz go, for the first time this year, often, they go big on big and play Derek Favors on him, and then Rudy takes a Steven Adams. It's a fascinating point tonight as the Jazz play this game. I like your last option, Gordy. That's the one I like. Okay, and big on big. Yeah. Okay, and it could happen. Because so it's interesting, Jake. All the times you and I talk about on the air and Gordon about uh, always matching down small. This is one of the few times where a team might have to match up big. And so I know that a lot of times, uh, quote, bigs are out of favor. But 
these are sometimes, especially in playoff basketball, you know, when, like, uh, say, for example, with the, say, the Lakers, Anthony Davis and the LeBron James, you've got to go big on big with those guys. This could be the same thing also. Remember now, Steven Adams, he's a, he's a, he's a tough guy and that he's going to put, put a body on, a, on Rudy and so is Zion Williamson. And also the backup son is very talented. He's going to be Jackson Hayes. He's very good. Coach Chiesa with us. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Stephen Adams uh, because he and Rudy have had some battles, right? And and Stephen has uh, gotten the best of Rudy a few times. Why why is he a tough matchup for Rudy? Oh, he's so physical. He's that you know. He's like he has that New Zealander swagger, just like Joe has the Australian swagger. He has New Zealander swagger. He's physical. He has good footwork. So for a guy that's that you know that big, he's really nimble. So what he does with Rudy a lot of times is that uh, he keeps his body on Rudy on the rim run on a pick-and-roll offense, and he has enough strength to, uh, to um, not allow Rudy to, go, to elevate and go airborne. And the last part about that, he always goes to the boards. So he knows his place on the court. When the sh- his teammates take those long jump shots, he's always in there trying to carve out space. He's really a good interior rebounder. And then Gordon, the last part about Steven Adams, one of the best guys in the NBA on a foul shot alignment, getting a rebound off a missed three throw. Oh, maybe he might push the guy down, trip the guy, but he's very effective. So, Gordy, I have a question about Boyan Bogdanovich. You brought him up earlier about a potential matchup uh, against Zion. Um, let me say it this way. How many points does Boyan Bogdanovich have to score in order to make him effective f- and to make up for sometimes his struggles at the other end of the floor? Sure. He's got to score between 18 to 20 points a game. Now that was him last year. He's a knockdown shooter. Now the problem right now is that some of it might be just a little bit as far as a lack of rhythm because of the injury last year. I know it happened last year, but when you're a shooter, you have to have uh, almost like perfect things as far as legs, legs, knees, and wrists right now. So, and also the defense knows he's, a, he's an effective uh, specialist that they're not leaving him for the open shot. So he's got to try to get more movement to his game. Like, just don't go to the stationary corner, try to move. So 18 to 20 point score would help the Jazz effectively, but also is that it would help him as far as mentally. So a lot of times um, when you're a shooter, what you want to do is be able to uh, catch the ball and just free flow. And so far this year, just generally speaking, it's been only limited times him doing that. Coach, this Jazz team is a veteran club, obviously, and uh, you know not always is the back of the roster conversation the most interesting one. But Mie Oni is getting a little bit of run for for defense. He was able to come out and play in that Denver game uh, as having some potential. What do you what do you think about his game? Well, his defense is better than his offense, and that's very similar to Royce O'Neal. When Royce got into the league, he's a defensive player. Now he's a timely a three-point shooter. And um, that would be the exact same thing also as far as uh, with Oni, as far as the, the way he plays. He's defensive-minded. Now his defense is solid. His, his offense has to catch up. And the best way for a young player is to work on your ball handling. So the way to get uh, sh- shooting confidence is to have a handle. And so he's a, he's a, he's a wing man. I'll call him a wing. He's really a, a 
two one or a one a one two or two three based on the alignment. So I like his game. I like anybody that uh, is defense ahead of their offense as a young guy. The offense most times does catch up. You mentioned Donovan earlier. How does Donovan Mitchell get to the foul line more? without disrupting the overall effect of the offense. Yes, that fine line as far as being assertive and aggressive and being a, a wild-card scorer, but still what? Execute offense. So what he's got to try to do is that unless the defense guarding him where there's, there's no stance defender, what you want to do is first make an angle dribble to see what's happening on the floor and then be able to be in a, in a strike mode. What's happening, though, the defense is taking him on, and he's, he's taking a lot more middle, uh, mid-range shots because the help defense is rotating early, again, visualize at the dots, and now Donovan's counter-punching that by taking more pull-ups, which is good, instead of trying to force the action all the time to try to create fouls. If you don't get that uh, foul call, then usually you get knocked to the ground, no call, sorry, see you later. The other team's now down the floor in transition. So it's that middle game. When, when you're really an athletic pe- a person, either you shoot over the top on a high pick and roll or get into the middle of the lane and elevate. So that's that, not right now. That's what he's doing right now. Do you see anything wrong structurally or form-wise with his perimeter shot? Well, everyone, someone like all players, they hurry it. In other words, they don't realize they're, over, they're right open. So he's shooting right now 41.9 from the field and 37 uh, from four. But that's been almost like inconsistent, where some games he really shoots well, other games he, he struggles. So most times uh, with, with Donovan-type people that are athletic, they don't realize they're open, and they try to either over-dribble into a shot, or when the shot is deal with their footwork, they wait a split second, and that creates almost um, the defense um, somewhat what we call it a side, a rear view contest, where they side contest his jump shot because he's, re- he's ready by them, and he almost, he almost like slows down, and now it's being challenged now. So it's, it's taking the shot when it's there with proper footwork. Coach, there was a big trade in the NBA since we talked to you last. James Harden's on the move, and I, I think everybody realizes the offensive potential that that team has. But I, I, I was talking to Gordon about this. I can't remember the last NBA champion that couldn't go out there and get stops. Can the Nets play enough defense to make it work at a championship level? No, but they have unbelievable talent. Do you realize that the Brooklyn Nets right now have – at the last 11 scoring titles in the NBA, the Nets have two of the guys, seven out of 11. So James Harden and Kevin Durant have been the NBA scoring leader at the last 11 years seven times. So with that said, and put in, put in the mix right now, Kyrie Irving. So that they're saying philosophically, Jake, that in playoff basketball, that we're going to outscore you. Even though most times with good teams, it's a, a grind-out game because the defense is so fierce. But the Nets are saying that we're going to go a different alternative. We're going to try to outscore you uh, in the conference finals, uh, 127 to 123. Now, will it work out? We're going to find out. So they've got, they've got to try to get the only defensive players they have on their team right now is this guy named Bruce Brown, who's a good defensive player. And, um, and he's the only one right now that can honestly say, and DeAndre Jordan is a big guy in the lane. All the other guys are ultra-talented, but they're trying to score points first. 
Gordy, I know you're an old school guy. What Yikes. did you make of the? What did you make of this? I didn't call you old. I just. Uh, I know old I am school. old. You're being kind. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm old, but I have, a, I have a young heart. Yes, yes, you do. And so I'm curious to know what you thought about the shenanigans that James Harden sort of put out there in order to force a trade. Oh, very much. That was agent driven, of course. That you know, again. The Houston Rockets' point of view is that James Harden was their asset. And like any business, you, you, you want to get maximum of value for your asset. So everybody was on the, their best as far as verbal behavior. Where, hey, we love you, dog. Hey, we love you. We love, we love Houston. We, we love our team, et cetera, et cetera. In the background, they're trying to trade him and also trade his contract. Now, James Harden wanted out. So, that is, so suddenly he has that press conference where he disrespects his teammates and saying that we don't have enough here after the Laker game. And that, that was a tipping point as far as in moving him on. Now, from the, the Rockets' point of view, hey, we, we like Victor Oladipo. He scored 32 last night as far as his first game. His contract is a relatively good. He's a free agent July 1st, so they're saying that they think they can re-sign him. And then they got that so many. Uh, they got the four first-round draft picks and four four other picks they can swap. So they think that they 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 got the best what they did short term and long term. So I like what the Rockets did. Coach, do you think uh, fans are being proven just how valuable they are? We're seeing teams that are really good on the road. The Lakers are seven and zero. The the Jazz are seven and two. The Clippers are five and two. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like uh, home court means as much without the fans. Oh, very much, absolutely, and that hurts the Jazz because the Jazz have a great home court at the Bivens Smart Arena, and also it hurts Portland. It's got a great home court. The answer is yeah. It's so it's um, the games are intense, so that's that's wonderful. But it's not that extra drama as far as, you know, the, the atmosphere of a game. So the home court is right now lesser advantage. And we saw that in the bubble last year, Jake and Gordon, as far as there was no advantage at all. Usually in playoff basketball, it's even absolutely more intense. Let's kick up the right now the noise meter at, at 10 decimal points. But it was not right now. So that's why the, the teams are really uh, winning a lot of road games. You know, Jake and Gordon, I'm, I'm impressed but right now by the Golden State Warriors. I know it's blasphemy saying that. What are you talking about? They were three-time champion in the, in the last, uh, the last uh, most recent years. But the way they played, the Warriors could have caved in literally, physically, mentally, and spiritually five times in the last two years because of major injuries. But right now they are the seventh seed at seven and six. And Stephen Curry has played absolutely great. He's first in the Gordon. It is amazing. He's first in the NBA with the whole world trying to guard him in a game at three point line. He's shooting fifty nine point five from threes this year. Stephen Curry. So Gordy, list us your top five players in the NBA right now. Then, and is Steph one of them? Steph, one of them. Okay, let me. Okay, let me see. So. We have, we have to go one LeBron James, then Luca, then Giannis. Okay. Anthony Davis. All right, here we go now. No, he, here we go. So now, now comes the great debate. There's so many other – and Kevin Durant, pardon me. So the answer is no, but he's in the top – easily top 15. 
Remember, Durant's great. I mean, Durant also, let's not forget, he's getting 30 points a game, and that's how he gets them. Again, everyone's trying to stop you. When, we, when I coached Carmelo for 16 years, I always told Carl, do you realize, Carl, that everybody tries to stop you in a game, both physically and mentally, and your public enemy number one as far as on the scouting report. And so let's fast forward to these guys right now. If you're getting 30 points a game with Stephen Curry shooting 59.5 from three and the defense is really trying to stop you, that's how great you are as a player with your ball skills. Coach, thank you very much for a few minutes. We really appreciate you. Enjoy the game tonight. Great. Stay well, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Coach. That's our friend, uh, Coach uh, Gordy Chase, a longtime jazz assistant uh, with us here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What'd you think of his list, top five players? Um, the only one I'd argue with is Anthony Davis. Uh, now, hey, take Coach's word over mine. He's certainly much more qualified opinion, but um, I, w- I would have Kawhi Leonard in there instead of Anthony Davis. Huh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it shows you how tough it is to crack the top five. And <laughs> yes. I mean, there, yes. there are some great players. There are. That's what about you? Oh, man. I, it's hard to argue with what Gordy said. I think Kawhi is really good. I, and where would you put Steph? I mean. Luca, I guess, is the other kind of somewhat controversial one he had in there because Luca just hasn't won a ton yet. But He had him second. Yeah. And uh, the Mavs haven't exactly lit anybody up. This, right. His, uh, this his, his resume isn't all that long. The question was right now, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people would agree with Coach that Luke is there and just, you know, hasn't won a whole lot yet. Uh, that, that just shows you how much talent there is in the league as far as at the top end and how crowded it is and hence how difficult it is to be in true contention because you've got to have one of those guys in order to do it. Bowler joins us coming up next. Stay tuned. But right now, uh, joining us, of course, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And if you've had uh, some struggles in the bedroom, listen up because the solutions are pretty good right now. What's going on, Andrew? Yes, that's right, guys. Uh, It is pretty good. Acoustic wave therapy has helped guys um, of every age. We've treated guys in their 20s. We've treated uh, men in their 90s. Some have uh, pretty severe health conditions and some are struggling in the bedroom, maybe just from a mild perspective, you know, the occasional failure. Well, uh, the advanced form of acoustic wave therapy that we use uh, is clinically shown to open up blood vessels by as much as 50%. So you get more blood flow into this part of the body when the timing is right in the bedroom. And a lot of guys really just want to get off the pill. It doesn't work. It causes side effects. 42 clinical studies now saying this works. We can regrow blood vessels. It's safe. There's no side effects. A lot of positives if you're looking for an alternative to the pill. I know you guys were excited about those studies because it gives you something you can really point to and give folks confidence. Yeah, absolutely. We were one of the first ones using this a few years back. Uh, There was five, maybe six clinical studies. There's now over 40. Cambridge University a couple years ago came out, tested the exact form we use. At the end of their study, they said all men that they tested experienced an increase in blood flow. That is a great thing. So we know the science is sound. We know this works and can reverse uh, the ED. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Lots free going on for our listeners right now. 
so much for free. If you're struggling and just want to look into the option, call us now. We'll do the assessment with our medical doctor free. You're going to get a little gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That's really cool, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. Uh, Also, new patients get free testosterone now to help with the drive and the energy. So this is all free. Give us a call. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty significant value. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Bowler joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to McKay on a total request Tuesday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, it's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Total request Tuesday, songs you like uh, to ski to. Or any outdoor uh, recreation, really. Let us know at Austin Horton. We'll talk to Bowler coming up here momentarily. It's game day here on the zone. Uh, Tip-off against the Pelicans will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage, uh, Tim Lacombe will be in the house. Uh, We'll begin at 6. Where are you at on uh, on the future of the Pelicans? Gordon, you like what they're building there? Hard to tell at this point. I mean, Zion gets an awful lot of publicity and but it's so tough to win in the NBA, man. It's it, not only do you have to have a couple of great players, but you have to have a lot of things go right. You have to be coached up correctly. The guys, the the uh, the 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 the, uh, the the rest of the crew, they have to be willing to play their roles. And I mean, we see that all the time. And uh, Gordy would have told us this that uh, talent alone just sometimes doesn't get there. And so it's very difficult. What do you think? Um, And we can ask Bowler the same question, but I like Zion and Brandon Ingram as two pieces to build around. Uh, Outside of that, you know, Steven Adams is great, but they're not in win, you know, win, win now mode. So, you know, I'm not in love with the rest of the roster. I'm not, I've never been a big Lonzo ball guy, but those, those two Zion and Brandon Ingram, I think are great. Uh, Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah jazz, the one, the only, Craig Bowler, Jack. Hi, Bowler. Hey, Jake. Gordon, been a long time, my guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing great, buddy. Yeah. Um, weigh in on this. So we were just talking a little bit about the Pelicans. They're in town. Uh, what ah, do you think? Yeah. Well, uh, do you like what they're building there? Well, I think there's pieces there. Uh, I think they've got a really interesting coach in Stan Van Gundy, uh, who's had success, um, highs and lows throughout his career. But they've got two good pieces on the front line. I think their front line's pretty daunting, actually. Uh, with uh, Zion and Brandon, and then you throw in Stephen Adams, who just, you know, just methodically goes about his business. Right? Uh, is he dynamic scorer? No, but he's a defensive force. He's a rebounder. I'm not sure how the guard line is going to play out with uh, Lonzo. Um, I'm expecting maybe to see him on the floor some tonight. I haven't really got the confirmation yet, but I think there's some pieces there to be worked. Um, I think that's what the next step is for most teams to reach the next level is to have what the Jazz have, and that's uh, diversity, high scoring, 
uh, rebounding defense. And I think the Jazz have put together, you know, a nice second unit now. Uh, and if Joe gets back, it makes it even stronger. But, you know, I think they're on their way to something uh, as long as uh, the big fella, Zion, can keep healthy. Because, you know, he still carries around about 280, and uh, that's still a lot. That's still a lot to carry around on the basketball floor. And he wants to be at the rim and dunk. And when you leave your feet, that's always kind of, a, to me, I kind of hold my breath when I see bigs uh, jumping and going off the floor with that much weight. Baller Gordy was just on with us, and he posed an interesting question as to who will the Jazz put on him tonight, and could this be a situation where the Jazz go with their two bigs on the floor at the yeah. same time? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, some A great question uh, that will be filtered into Quinn Snyder, I guarantee you, during uh, our media time with him tonight. But that's the reason why Derek Favors is here, is for matchups and especially with the Lakers as well. Uh, he can be used in multiple if he starts him or if they decide to go with their starting five and then make a, a, a move, depending on what Ingram and, and uh, uh, Zion are off to. But, you know, it's a power game. They don't shoot a lot of threes like the Jazz are now. They're a little bit more, quote, old school um, on the way they like to power the ball and, and hit the rim. So, yeah, it could be, Gordon. It's a great question, and I think we'll get an answer uh, tonight uh, as well. What do you make of the way Jordan Clarkson's playing, Bowler? I'm sure we've asked you about this recently, but oh. he just continues to impress. Look, I try to, you know, look, there's other incredibly talented six you know, players off the bench, but there is no one more impactful at the moment uh, through these first month, the first month of this season. Uh, I've never seen a player adjust as quickly as he has. I've never seen a player that takes on the responsibility that he does to lead a second unit. And I've never seen a player that has so many, Jake, I tell you, it's moves. It's constant ball movement. You know, we call him all the nicknames you want. I mean, he he, he never picks up the dribble, much like what Nash did in his career. Uh, but he just continues to find just a little bit of space, and he can do so much with it. And I'm impressed. And plus, his three-point shot is continuing to, to really – I think bowl over a lot of people, but you know what, what? What we saw is that even though he may have an off half, he never loses faith, and the team doesn't lose faith in him. And it goes back to the old cliche of what Kyle Korver always says: shooters don't forget how to shoot. You know, he may just get old and and kind of go away, but Clarkson's a young guy that just has a high motor and a high level of confidence, and Quinn Snyder has uh, as much confidence in him as well. He's He's having a terrific start, man. He's He's been a huge part of the success so far for this franchise. So, Bowler, the Jazz uh, won five straight now, and they seem to be putting it together. How convinced are you that what we're seeing is the truth, and can the Jazz actually put themselves in contention for a Western Conference title? Another good question. And, you know, I've always thought 20 games was kind of the, the mark. Uh, and we're getting close to that uh, when you start to really decide what a team is, what they can do. And I, I think what we're seeing in this five-game winning streak, Gordon, is really incredible balance now. Uh, defensively first, and then second is the offense that the Jazz are able to, to put up on a consistent basis. You know, they're number one in the NBA uh, today. Uh, in three-point makes at 16.2 a game. Um, 
man, just think back a few years ago where the three ball really wasn't even spoken uh, with this franchise with Coach Sloan. But look, Coach did it a different way. He had different players, and it was a different time. But what I think is impressive is the Jazz are up with the times because what do you think the league is? It's a three-point league with play at the rim, and Rudy fits that that need, and so does Faves. But I think there's balance that we maybe didn't see uh, that often last year, but we're seeing it now, and they're able to start faster, sustain a lead, take the punch that most teams give you, home or away right on runs. This league is all about runs, and I just think it's good basketball. You know, right now, can you sustain it? Uh, can Gore, uh, can Jordan Clarkson sustain his play of uh, a field goal percentage and threes and free throw percentage? And can the Jazz keep knocking down threes? Because you know, as you we always say, you know, if you have an off night, it can it can dismantle you in a hurry because teams grab those rebounds and will run it down your throat. Uh, but so far, there seems to be good balance and. There's a little mixed in of short-range shots, the little floaters by Connolly in the paint and even Clarkson, even Donovan, and the play at the rim. So if you can stay with that balance, man, there's a lot of damage this team can do. Bowler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What did you think about Mie Oni getting a little uh, bite at the apple the other night with Joe missing? You know, I like it. I like it. I, I, tell, I, I think I, the story I tell is I remember – when Mie was going one-on-one with Dante Exum in a, in a practice, and there was physicality that I did not expect from this young man from Yale, right? But I noticed at that point in time, and then it came to fruition when the trade happened and the Jazz decided to move Dante for Clarkson, which, by the way, may go down in history as one of the most impactful trades the Jazz have made. But it also opened the door for, for Mie to, to come on the floor and be a defender. He's long. He's 6'5". He's got some uh, – he's really got some great defensive attitude that, that the Jazz have got to have. You have to have that. Someone has to have that on any team where you, you play the little role of nasty. And I think he's just beginning to understand the importance that he can bring. You know, he's only two years in, barely even, you know, stepping into his second year. And the Jazz are given an opportunity with, with Joe out. But I think this guy is going to be a, a good, uh, you know, a rotation player. He shows some signs of hitting the 3-2, Jake. And if you can do both of those things, you're going to play a long time in this league. Well, we've talked with you about Mike Conley in the past. He's continuing. He's convincing me that he is what he is now again. You know, and, and yeah. we didn't see that consistently last year. We're seeing it consistently now. I never thought I'd say this, but I felt like a veteran was totally freaked out. I mean, last year, totally out of place, felt out of place. And if you think about the habits that we all have, uh, 12 years in Memphis on a pick-and-pop guy with Gasol and really being the main ball-haver, Gordon, and then the injury comes, I think the confidence was shot. There was a lot of negative, you know, social verbiage out there what else is new uh but i think mike conley is who he is um in the sense of the comfort level that he always played with in memphis he understands now more than ever jake too and i i've heard you guys talk about this on the post game show on my ride home by the way you and tim doing a nice job and the bottom line the bottom line is that he knows he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands 24 7 like a dominant guard in the 
what was in the day of Memphis, the way they ran things. So he knows Donovan has to have touches. He knows that, uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson is going to have touches. Heck, Joe Ingles is going to have the touch bringing a ball up. So I think he finally gets it. He's good in his own skin again. He's healthy, for one, more confident. And you can't ask for a more dynamic start. With assists, three ball, holy cow. And he has that confidence when he gets stuck in the paint. Either he passes off or he just goes ahead and releases the ball. And that that tough, that shot, according to Harpering and Big T, that is a more difficult shot than people understand because you're running in and you have to really kind of hold back. You remember Trey Burke came in? You know, Quinn kind of worked with him on that little that dead ball floater, as I call it. But he just have to release it at the right time with the right momentum. And I tell you what, Conley's a master at it. Um, and he's he's been, I think, maybe one of the bigger surprises of just consistency, along with Clarkson's impact too with this team. Bowler, thank you very much as always. Have a great call tonight. Well, you know, we're in the building tonight, Jake, so uh, you can always slide in there on the third floor to, if you want to just peek in. But got a few fans in the stands tonight, so it's good to be home. Six straight, by the way. How about that for a change? Yeah. Six in hey, a row. Bowler, I can't let you go without mentioning your Chiefs. Oh, man. Oh, Jake and Gordon, I'll tell you what, man. You talk about a guy who about fell out of his chair. Well, I did, actually. Um, when Mahomes got uh, – did you see him get up? It looked like he'd been on a two-day bender, by the way. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Chiefs have been pretty quiet about a day-to-day. But it's uh, – you know, Chad Henney did a nice job. But, Jake, I don't know if Mahomes – if he can't go, it's going to be tough to win an AFC championship against uh, a pretty good Buffalo Bills team that's uh, rolling with some emotion right now. So we'll wait and see. And Tom Brady's back at it again. I, I just – the guy, it's, it's amazing. Whatever he drinks, the, the, youth, what he, what, the fountain of youth, you know, that's what it is. He's got it, he's got it in his backyard somewhere. He's drinking out of it every day. You, you start complimenting Tom Brady and suddenly what's played in the background around here. It did. I mean, Bowler is just making honest commentary. Yours is, is way more love-festy. Bowler, how is mine more love-festy? What did I say that was more love-festy than what Bowler, Bowler just said? Bowler's just saying what he's seeing. You're just you're coming at it from the, the um, love-struck uh, fan perspective. You know, Bowler, wow. did, you pick, did you pick the, the Bucks? He does Bowler? every week. Okay, all right. Well, it could be the Bucks and the Chiefs. It could not. It could be the Bills, a surprise team. Uh, and it hasn't happened since, gosh, Thurman Thomas days, right? I mean, gosh, they've had a long run of, of uh, well, like the Chiefs. I mean, they, they haven't been, you know, it was their first Super Bowl in 50 years. And they finally won one. So, um, now football's great. I'm glad they got the season under their belt. Obviously, they've had some issues as has the NBA so far. But, you know, we keep plodding along. But, We'll see if Mahomes can answer the bell. He will, won't he? I mean, he will, unless he's really, really in bad shape. I, you I know what? Insiders tell us. In, insiders tell you that maybe um, it was more pinched, and that's why he was a little, a little woozy. But I, I, I I'm no doctor. But <laughs> um, Jake, I, I don't know. What would you put on it to see Mahomes play? Oh, I think he's going to play, whether he's right or not. But maybe that's my cynical take about the NFL and where priorities may or may not be. Well, you know, that's a pretty good take by you, too, because there's a lot of truth to that to that statement, man. And, you know, the thing is, it's now, but you also have to think about down the road because he's far from over. I mean, he's just starting. 
And so you got to protect the guy's health. That your statement um, holds a lot of truth too. Yeah, appreciate it, Bowler. And hey, I'll, I'll pop by on my way to get a J Dog tonight. Pop by, J Dog. Bring me one. All right, I'll, buddy. And I'll, I'll love Venmo you. <laughs> you got it. I want to. I would. I want to hear Bowler on the call with a J Dog, and as as he's ch- <laughs> chomping away, you know that'll be funny. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll, it'd be good with a little mustard on that thing, too. That they good. are good. Uh-huh. Thanks, Bowler. Guys. There you go. Uh, the great Craig Bowler Jack dropping by with us as he does each and every Tuesday. Got an wait, 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 Jake. What, what, what are you, what's the deal with you? He says something nice about Tom Brady and it's all legitimate. I say something nice about it. Well, you've got a track record, Gordon. Leave Tom alone. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about perspective, Gordon. Okay, is that what it is? That's what it's all about. (laughs) Not sports. Next, stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one uh, is selected by Gordon on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs that he likes to ski to. Uh, it's time for the Not Sports Sports. Speaking of Gordon, brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? First, we're going to France, and then we're going, let's see, where is this one? Uh, I don't know, somewhere in the U.S. But it's a tale of two women, all right? The first one is a French woman by the name of Jean Pouchon, if that's how you say it. But she apparently um, has a, a unique problem in the eyes of the French government, she's officially dead. So some somebody reported her dead? There was some sort of court mix-up in That's 2017. And she's been declared dead. And she's been trying for three years now to prove that, no, she's alive. She's 58 years old. Uh, so my question to you guys is... Uh, if you were thought to be dead, would you take advantage of that? And if you did take advantage of it, how would you do it? Badgering the witness, Your Honor. Oh, man, I'd become some sort of supervillain, right? <laughs> I mean, you know. They're, they're so you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to pay taxes That's, anymore. Yeah. The government thinks I'm dead, but everyone I love and, and care about knows I'm not. Is that the, the I, caveat I, here? I feel like this is the recipe for a Mr. Monk script. <laughs> like the only the only fingerprints found at the scene of the crime were from a dead man. How did that happen? They've done that. I'm on sure Monk. they have. The, yeah. the whole leprosy. Uh, oh episode. yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> but it would be difficult, wouldn't it, to like hold down a job or you know how how does all that work? I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, well, I when thought... you're holding the world ransom as a supervillain, you, you make a pretty good living. <laughs> okay, one billion dollars. All right, and here's the second uh, story. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to figure out where this is. Um, but anyway, it, it, it's a story of a woman, a 33-year-old woman uh, named Lana Wells. 
Well, she was earning money for her family working at a Taco Bell, and uh, apparently she was fired. And her reason for being fired was one day she was getting ready to come into work, and she got a call from a superior and said, uh, hey, I just want to let you know that your job here is done, and I'm very sorry to have to let you go. And she's like, what, what, what's going on? And she was informed that a, that a, let's see, a God-fearing Christian customer had reported that, that he saw a woman working at the Taco Bell who, uh, who was uh, doing internet porn. Okay. So this God-fearing Christian reported that and said, I didn't uh, feel comfortable uh, giving the establishment their business. So my only question here is, how did the God-fearing Christian recognize this woman? Um, my, my, a billboard? I don't think she was on any billboards. So I just thought, you know, I don't want to get into the details of, of this, but, but my point is she was reported by a God-fearing Christian who recognized her from Yeah, we, we the got internet. you. Uh-huh, we're yeah. hearing I'm I'm we're putting it together. So so how do you, how does the customer justify his position versus hers? And what's that got to do with how how good a taco you can put together? I I think it's something you should look into, Gordon. <laughs> go get your answers, buddy. Would you, you rather go, be Would you rather be declared dead? You go uh, You go uh, Woodward and Bernstein on this thing and and hit us back when you figure it out. To quote Jake, why would anybody care about this? <laughs> it's a delicate I'm, time. I'm, would anybody possibly I, care about this? I, I, I'm. This was in Arkansas, by the way, and I, I don't mean to bring up any sensitive topics. Forgive me for that. Uh, if there's any uh, anybody who's sensitive to that, but I, there just seems like there's some strange twists of fate that happen sometimes, right? I suppose. <laughs> Going from. Well, one awkward subject, certainly, to something that could be perceived as awkward, but certainly is not. There's a lot of guys going through it. Uh, Joining us now, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Let's help out our listeners, Andrew. Yes, let's help them. And it is kind of an an awkward conversation. Sometimes we get the occasional complaint, you know, guys, you shouldn't talk about this in the open. And we think uh, that the communication is great and that couples should improve their intimate lives. Wasatch Medical Clinic has treated thousands of guys with varying degrees of ED, some that really probably don't even have erectile dysfunction. They just want to improve the frequency, and then some that have severe ED, and it's 0% in the bedroom. Our treatments, they go after the root cause. As a man ages, uh, the blood vessels, they harden, they shrivel up, and they die. Our treatments have been shown by Cambridge University to open them and widen them. That means more blood flow gets to this part of the body. And usually with just a few short treatments over maybe two weeks, just in time for Valentine's Day, by the way, uh, you could be back to normal. Reverse 
the erectile dysfunction and get rid of the pills. That's an important point right there, Andrew, not only because of Valentine's Day, but really the, the treatments, it doesn't take that long to get back to normal. It doesn't. The pill, uh, that's a lifelong prison sentence, I hate to say it. These treatments, two to three weeks, that's pretty quick. And if you're relatively healthy, you'll probably see results pretty quickly. You know, starting with the first treatment, it gets better and better, more blood flow. So this, uh, this doesn't take long. 801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on the schedule, 801-901-8000. And now seems like a really great time to do it. Yes, it's a great time. We're uh, giving away the assessment, the exam, of course, with our doctor. That's free. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound free. You get that special gift for the instant results. And new patients uh, get free testosterone. That's been really cool if you're feeling a little lethargic, Um I know guys that spend a lot of money on that. It's all free uh, with Wasatch Medical. Give us a call now. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. All right, more straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.